0: Hi, Podcast Brunch Club. I just want to take a quick second to thank some of our organizational partners. Podchaser is the IMDB of podcasts and offers amazing search and list creation, and now has a cool social feed feature. Lentigua Williams & Company is the production team behind podcasts like Latina to Latina, 70 Million, and Feeling My Flow. Critical Frequency is an all-women-owned and operated podcast network for independent creators and those who are often overlooked in mainstream media. Listen Notes is a powerful podcast search engine that also offers list creation. The Venn puts out a weekly podcast playlist on the political issues surrounding the 2020 US election. And Audio Boom is a podcast network featuring funny, inspiring, entertaining, and thought provoking podcasts. These are some of our early sponsors, so go to the Podcast Brunch Club website to see all of the great organizations supporting the Podcast Brunch Club community. And go find these companies, they are great for both content and discovery and they support and give back to the listener community. If you are an individual and want to support PBC, go to patreon.com slash podcastbrunchclub. If you represent an organization and want to support the PBC listener community, email me at adela, that's A-D-E-L-A, at podcastbrunchclub.com. Thanks, and happy listening. Welcome to the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. I'm Adela, and I'm the founder of Podcast Brunch Club. Before we get into the playlist and discussion for the month, here's a quick overview of Podcast Brunch Club for any new listeners out there. PBC is like book club, but for podcasts, and we've now got more than 70 chapters on six continents. These are groups of podcast listeners who get together in person, you guys, in person, to discuss a monthly podcast playlist. Visit podcastbrunchclub.com to get involved in an existing chapter or start your own. Every month, we send out a podcast playlist on a theme, and then our chapters meet up in cities all over the world to discuss and inevitably go off on a tangent to swap podcast recommendations, which is everybody's favorite part. This month, the theme is Free Will – and the playlist was curated by three members of our San Francisco chapter, Alexandra, the chapter leader, Joe, and Jamie. So thanks, guys. You can find the playlist at podcastbrunchclub.com slash will. So we listened to four episodes that explore free will through various lenses, including science, philosophy, religion, and stories. And we listened to episodes of the TED Radio Hour that featured speakers that talked about how much of who we are is biology, how much is learned, and how much we can change. An episode of In Our Time, which spoke with experts on philosophy, who talked about free will versus determinism. We also listened to an episode of The Truth which featured an audio fiction story about a woman who is gifted a device that tells her how satisfied she will be with each decision she is faced with. And finally, we listened to an episode of On Being with Krista Tippett that featured a conversation with a physicist who explores the gap between theory and reality. So at this point, some of our regular listeners might be wondering why I'm doing this whole intro by myself and where Sarah is. So, Sarah is crazy busy with work this month. So, I'm joined today by a guest co host, Zach Davis. I invited Zach to be our guest for a few reasons. He has his master's degree in intellectual history and philosophy of religion from Harvard. So, he's definitely, definitely thought about free will quite a bit, and definitely quite a bit more than I have. He is also the founder of Sound Education which is a conference for educational audio creators that I was lucky enough to attend in October. He is the creator and host of a podcast called Ministry of Ideas. And last but not least, he is the president of Lyceum, an educational audio project that I am helping out with and have talked about in the past. So welcome, Zach. Hi, Adela. Happy to be here. So we're definitely going to talk in depth about sound education and Ministry of Ideas and Lyceum, of course. But for now, I just want to let's just jump right into the free will playlist. I know you listened, so what are your thoughts?
1: Well, talk about a tough question to try to solve. Free will is one of those debates that will probably happen as long as humans are alive. And I think what is great about the episodes we listen to is most of the guests recognized how challenging it is to try to come down on a single you know truth about the matter it's just incredibly complex and i think one of the strengths of these podcast episodes is you know you you were able to bring in a number of different voices and perspectives to give a full view or at least a, a somewhat full view of how to think about this question
0: yeah i mean i haven't really given to be 100% honest i have not really given free will much thought like the whole concept of it and i feel like I feel like we talked about this one time, maybe when I met you at third coast for that little happy hour after the, after the event. And I was like, I can't go there. My brain just, I won't let myself. Cause I feel like I would go into this downward spiral if I didn't believe in free will. If I, if, you know, like I just feel like what would be the point? What would be the point of even like trying to do new things? And then if, I don't know, and you were saying, I feel like people have there's a there's an interesting concept that happens where your brain just protects yourself, and I think that's what my, my brain is doing.
1: That's right, yeah, I think um I think the term is maybe cognitive dissonance, which mm-hmm. is simply this kind of shell that protects your mind from dangerous concepts. And the idea that we don't actually have any control over what we do, but you know, basically it started with the Big Bang, and that's it. That's our script, I mm-hmm. think is threatening. Um, and terrifying. And I think, you know, where I I think I come down is I recognize the logical arguments for determinism. And in many ways, I just accept them. Like we Mm -hmm. are, you know, we are material and material forces shape what we do and what we think, but I can't live my life. And I don't think we can organize a society around a a purely deterministic view of the universe.
0: Yeah, I just wonder what would happen. Like, what would happen to the world if we did? I don't know. I feel like it would just be anarchy and chaos. I don't, I mean, but again, it wouldn't be because if that was true, then it would just carry on the way it is, you know, (laughs) because like all of this is not, has already been scripted.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the, the biggest question often, I think, comes down to how do we think about crime and punishment and justice?
0: Mm. and
1: there was a really good example in i think it was the Krista Tippett episode. <laughs> Leonard said, you know, if somebody um develops a tumor in their head and that causes them to become, you know, uh, unexpectedly violent and, ca- and cause a crime, we generally recognize it was the tumor's fault, not the person. And he said, well, you know, everything that makes somebody cause a crime has Some kind of material, you know, cause. Mm -hmm. So that is the question. What do we do about justice and kind of protecting order in society?
0: Yeah, I think one of the other podcast episodes, I don't remember which one either, but talked also about how it's interesting that the interplay between religion and determinism and religions have kind of espoused this idea of determinism while at the same time there's these morals and judgments that we live by in you know any sort of religion there's like a set of values and there's heaven and hell and how like the decisions you make throughout your life will determine whether or not you go to heaven or hell but that sort of exactly contradicts the concept of determinism because we don't have control over that
1: This presents a really big challenge to the idea of an omnipotent God because if God is in control of everything, then he caused you to sin. So Mm -hmm. how then why would he send you to a place for punishment for eternity? And I think that's been a really deep cause of theological concern for a lot of religious thinkers. I can share how my own faith tradition thinks about this and and tries to deal with this, um, Mormonism, which is they have this idea that, yes, God knows what will happen, but He doesn't cause you to make the choices that you do, that everyone does maintain an agency, does maintain free free choice over their actions. And so they they try to get at this idea that y- yeah, like the universe, the beginning to end is known. <laughs> for for whether, you know, divine or physical reasons, but there is this, you know, mystical power to choose that each of us does preserve that ultimately allows for meaning and morality. Because I think the deepest challenge from determinism is it can take away all meaning, because I think meaning for humans depends on choices.
0: I, I yeah, I that's where my brain starts to like want to explode because I feel like I I work really hard and I do all these things and I try to be a good daughter and I try to be a good step-parent and I try to be a good sibling and you know a good friend and like it's you know and and I try to you know do different things podcast brunch club or helping with life name and I try to like sort of make the world a better place but you know or even I donate money to a cause or whatever but like if if that's off the table, if my ability to even help or do anything is off the table, and I if I feel like I don't have meaning, and that's where I feel like I would end up in some sort of downward depressed cycle. So I have cognitive dissonance for sure, for sure.
1: Well, um, and one of the things I like the most from the On Being interview is that the guest Leonard said that complexity is essentially the same thing as free will. So when our brains are so infinitely complex and the social environment we live in is so infinitely complex, then tiny choices can lead to big changes, which I think in effect is free will, or mm-hmm. at least it feels like free will. And so I think there's, there is a way for there to be compatibilism. Between the two concepts and that we can recognize material causes for what happens in our universe while acknowledging that because of their complexity and our perspective as limited human beings, we will always feel like we do have free will, which I think is what matters really most for meaning and purpose.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's exactly it. It's about the meaning and purpose of just an individual's life. But if I could find some sort of middle ground or some sort of way that they can operate together, I think I could get my head around it. But if it was just purely determinism, I don't know, my world would be blown. And I don't know if I'd, like I said earlier, nothing would change because it's all been predetermined. (laughs) But I don't know, maybe thoughts, are thoughts also predetermined? I don't know. The whole thing is just way too big for me.
1: I mean, us having this interview was, was pre, uh, pre, predetermined millions of years ago, apparently. But that doesn't mean that we're not still enjoying it.
0: Right. That's true. That's true.
1: What did you think of The Decider?
0: <laughs> I really liked it. I'm honestly not usually an audio fiction fan, but I like the truth because it's, it's, it's palatable. It's not like this long investment of time because it's just episodic. And I I really liked it. Like, I like thinking about those questions it's a little black mirror
1: very black mirror
0: and i tease the episode a little bit for for our listeners who haven't listened yet but it's about a woman who is gifted by her boyfriend a machine that helps her make decisions so it tells her how satisfied she will be with the decision she makes and she starts living her life just by um by using this thing and and it, it ultimately it causes her to break up with her boyfriend it causes her to do all these things and i liked the distinction that they made in it that it wasn't telling her what decision to make it was telling her how satisfied she would be with the decision like immediately so it wasn't telling her it was the right decision it was just saying like in the short term you will be 67% satisfied with this decision you make so and it was interesting how she also kind of those shouldn't have a hard and fast rule of like anything over 75% and i will do that she sort of Picked and chose still where she drew the line on each decision on whether or not she did it. What did you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really provocative and and interesting. And uh, to me, the lesson was: it's very important that we don't know everything in life. That Mm -hmm. we don't know that there is somebody else we would be happier with. That there's another job we would be happy with, because that knowledge can be absolutely, you know. just a, a kind of corrosive to our sense of well-being and and kind of how important hope is so as soon as she started getting more certainty about her choices it became a burden i think that's a really that's kind of a really provocative idea
0: yeah i think they do they do a good job of of taking these sort of really complex ideas and putting it into A nice little package, just in the same way that I think uh, Black Mirror does, which also, for the same reason, I can't, I don't watch a lot because it just makes, I I watched one episode of Black Mirror and I still think about it. And it was, (laughs) I probably watched it two years ago Mm. and I I can't stop thinking about it. So (laughs) it just, it just makes me wonder like, where are we going with, you know, in this world? And like you said, I think maybe it's a little bit healthier just to have some unknown.
1: Well and that's uh, you know another another thing I got from the on being interview is um is to think about what would it mean to acknowledge that we're not in control which is you know a, the determined viewpoint but there is also a certain comfort that's possible which is to yeah. say you know my life's not perfect but it's not really necessarily my fault what i can try to do is embrace that which is good and still exercise you know choices in in the constraints that i have which i don't know you know it's, it's there's kind of a fatalistic um or pessimistic possibilities there but i think too it's it's recognizing that you know there were lots and lots and lots of history before we were born that led to our context and yeah. and we can do all we can to change it but there's limits to to what we are going to be able to change and for that, we can try to take joy in in whatever circumstance we're in.
0: And I think also, even in a weird way, like I could see how that would give you hope, right? So not only is sort of my life, okay, so if my life isn't great right now, I can think, well, it's not entirely my fault, right? Or it's not my fault at all, I guess, depending on how how much you believe in that. But also, the future is not, you know, like anything I do right now, is not going to impact my future. And I'm on this ride and you just never know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. So it could be amazing things. I could wake up tomorrow and, you know, go buy a lottery ticket and win the lottery. And my life could just be much easier, you know, moving forward. Or I could find the love of my life tomorrow or whatever. And so in some ways, I can see how that might not only just take the pressure off of your day-to-day existence, but also give you a little bit of hope for the future. At least that's the that's the glass half full viewpoint, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that.
0: Okay. Well, I want to take a break, but we're going to come back and talk a lot about what you're working on and especially Lyceum. Perfect. In 1974, a Jacksonville, Florida family finds a metal sphere on their property. Although it resembles a bowling ball, it doesn't behave like one. He said, Dad, when I walked it, it followed me. Then the media show up. Well, it's been turned over to the Navy to see if ordnance experts can find out what it is. And UFO investigators. Do you consider this now extraterrestrial or Earth manufactured? This is Oddball from WJCT Public Media. Check it out at oddballpodcast.com and subscribe. Okay. So now we're gonna do what we always do in the second segment of our roundup episodes, and we're going to diverge and talk about what else is going on in the audio world. And we're really lucky to have Zach here today, who can tell us firsthand about this new audio endeavor that he's working on called Lyceum. So Zach, tell us tell us about it.
1: Perfect. So I started podcasting in 2017 with a show called Ministry of Ideas. And what I wanted to do in that podcast was help make Philosophy and history and culture engaging and interesting for podcast listeners. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I loved working on it. And one of the things I quickly realized is oh, there's a lot of other really good, smart, educational shows out there. We should get together and have a party. And (laughs) so in 2018, um, I started organizing a conference called Sound Education. And because I was a Harvard Divinity School student, we had a free building to meet in. And so I started sending out invitations and a lot of people were interested in coming. And so the first year's conference was a blast. We had so much fun. There were so many interesting people and it was really, really inspiring to see all of these amazing podcasters who were making like very smart, sophisticated shows often in their basement or sometimes at universities with like very little support from the institutions. And I kind of thought like, wow, like there's something new going on with all these independent educators. And after reflecting on what, what that could mean, I started thinking about what if we created an audio university? What if we created an organization um, and an initiative that would support all of these educators in their teaching? And I had gotten hired by a company called Himalaya earlier this year. And they had this really amazing podcast listening app, which had some really cool features like monthly subscription and discussion boards. So I decided to try to create a new project for educators that would take advantage of things I had been learning over the past few years about educational podcasting. So Lyceum is an effort to give tools to educational podcasters to do their best work and to reach new listeners and hopefully turn it into, for some of them, a business or at least make their make it more possible for them to do this as their job. So um, it includes three pieces, Lyceum. Um, it's going to be an app that you can download and you'll be able to discover great shows uh, that have to do with topics all over from history and science to agriculture and, you know, even philosophy. And it's also going to be a community of creators. And so we're going to be creating a place uh, in Slack where if you're an educational podcaster, you can be in conversation and dialogue with other people making educational shows and to help people collaborate and support one another. And we're also interested in helping listeners come into community with one another, really inspired by this community, the Podcast Brunch Club. And then the final piece is that we're going to be creating original shows. And we're building a studio in Boston, and we're interested in working with professors and writers and educators to create new shows.
0: Yeah. I mean, as soon as you you said this to me, I was like, I'm in. How can I help? I you know, I have a background in in education, a little bit of a background in education. I was never a teacher, but I was very passionate about education and um, have my master's degree in international education. And I am like a huge, huge proponent of, first of all, lifelong learning, seeing education as something that people can take advantage of all throughout their life, and also non-formal education. So, not necessarily sitting in a classroom with an instructor in front of you, finding ways to be educated or educate yourself, I guess, using all of the amazing tools that are available. And podcasts are one of those tools. So I love it. I think it makes so much sense in today's busy world. You know, podcasts, one of the, the really beautiful things about podcasts is that we can you know, stimulate our minds while we're doing some pretty mundane things, you know, everyday life stuff like washing the dishes or cooking dinner or driving to work or whatever in a way that we couldn't, you can't do that when you also need to have your eyes engaged. So I think this is brilliant and I'm really excited. Um, Do you want to kind of tease any timelines?
1: Yeah. um, So we are going to be having a uh Beta test in December, starting December twelfth. So, if any of you listeners out there are interested in getting early access and giving us feedback, you can go to our website, uh, Lyceum.fm, and sign up. And then we're hoping to have a public launch in January. And we are really excited about sharing our vision with the world um, very soon.
0: Yeah, and I just want to—I want to make a point of letting everybody here know because I mean, I definitely think. Some of our listeners are creators, but I think most of them are coming at it from the list. Or sorry, are, a lot of them are creators, but most of them, I mean, all of them are listeners, obviously, if they're listening to this podcast. And the beautiful idea about this is that Lyceum is going to find ways to Allow listeners and creators to interact around topics and shows. So, not just around, you know, oh, this is my favorite show. So, I'm going to join this group with this creator that I like, but more around it. It's also going to create conversation around topics, not necessarily just with creators, but with other listeners who are as engaged as you are. So, if you're a big history buff, you will be able to talk to other people who are listening to other things and learning different, you know. Uh, just to collaborate and share and, and, and nerd out a little bit. And one of the things that I'm going to be working on heavily when, you know, when the whole platform is more launched and established is finding ways to create kind of community in the same way that Podcast Brunch Club has with people meeting up in person, because I really think that, I mean, everybody here has probably heard me say this already, but you know technology has brought some really amazing things and i'm not i'm not you know jumping on the uh, the bandwagon of of slamming technology but it's also caused us to be a little bit more insular and not i mean not even i wouldn't even say insular but it just causes us not to actually see each other face to face and eye to eye and so that's the thing that I love about Podcast Brunch Club and that's the thing that I'm hoping that I can help out with Lyceum is finding more ways to actually get people in the same room as each other around their love of shared, you know, interests or topics or content. So I think that there's a lot of really amazing potential for this. So I also want to pitch everybody, like go to lyceum.fm. There is a place that you could enter your email address, even if you don't want a beta test, that's fine. But at least get on the list so that you're in the know when new things come out. You can get on the newsletter, which will probably be starting shortly and will feature some great content from creators and just other news about educational audio. So I would encourage you to do that.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, Adela. I mean, uh, what you and the community uh, of podcast brunch clubbers have demonstrated is that power of coming together over shared interests and shared uh, and sharing ideas and exchanging stories and i think there's so many things pulling us apart in the united states and tribalism is hotter than ever and i think that mm-hmm. ideas and knowledge and you know subjects and all these ways they bring people together to talk about what matters most and how we can build a better world together and how we can do it, you know, among friends. So I think Lyceum is is using technology to try to do the very thing that you're doing in this community, which is give people hope and friendship and, uh, you know, strength to carry on and make the world better.
0: Beautifully put. Well, before we wrap up, I have a question for you. Sure. And... I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but we always try to recommend podcasts that we're loving lately. It could be your favorite podcast. It could be just something that you've recently discovered that you want to let people know about. Do you have anything for us?
1: Yeah. um, So I'm listening to two podcasts right now. Um, One is called The Constant by Mark Chrysler, And it's the most wonderful show about how humans get things wrong. And Mark is a playwright and a beautiful storyteller. And it's like listening to, you know, a one person play, but you're learning about Aristotle and all these amazing uh, ideas from history. So that's a really fantastic one. And then I've also started listening to Ray Belli, who is a Fellow organizer of Sound Education and also helping with Lyceum, he has a remarkably good show on etymology called Words for Granted, and um, I listened to one the other day about um, about meat and the history (laughs) of the word meat and um, how it changed. You know the way we think a lot of verses from the Bible that talk about meat actually is talking about you know just food in general. And and I think what's just amazing is how we what we understand about language shapes everything so mm-hmm. understanding how languages change and the forces that that have made those changes is critical for understanding how like the world is today and and gives us tools for rethinking th- conventional wisdom so that's that's another really great show i can recommend
0: great i will definitely put that in the show notes and for those of you who don't know the show notes are easily accessible through most podcast players so You don't have to go to the website or anything. It's just right there in your podcast player. I use Pocket Cast and there's like a little icon that looks like paper with writing on it. You just click that and you can see all the links and it'll take you directly to these podcasts. So check that out. And thanks so much for joining us this month. We'll be coming to your feed soon with more interviews and creators and get in touch with us anytime through the Podcast Brunch Club website. Happy listening. Hey, Steve here from the Minneapolis PBC with a few credits. First off, please rate and review our podcast on your podcast player of choice. The music you heard today is downloaded from freemusicarchive.org. And this episode featured music from Chad Crouch with their song Rainbow. The ad music at the top of the show is from Ms. Al with their song Paradise. Podcast Brunch Club is organized by a woman I can't praise enough, Adela, Sarah De Silva is our other podcast host, the leader of the Houston chapter of PBC and the founder of Audible Feast. Thanks to Janice Pinelli, leader of our online PBC chapter. She also writes many articles for the PBC website. Check them out. And thanks to Pia Piscatelli for all her hard work on our social media feeds. Lastly, audio editing is done by me. You can connect with me on my website, conceptualpodcasting.com. Thanks, and happy listening.